ever since the Lord touched me when his fire fell on me back in July of 1979. I want your fire! Two things. Consume for souls, and then I want to get everybody touched with the same fire. Because just like it takes fire to break the gravitational pull of the earth, it takes fire to break the gravitational pull of sin and all of the things that would hold you back. Because the fire of God will protect Suddenly there came a sound from him as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. Of them cloven tongues like as a fire. And you're the one that cries out, God, I want your fire! Men and women will be raised up by the power of the Holy Ghost. Revival.com events, that's our up-and-coming summer camp meeting. We have a youth week and kids week. Go to Revival.com events and find out more about it. Don't you don't want to miss out. Rodney Al Brown here. Today is the 26th day of the month of June 2022. Many things in the news. Roe v. Wade. Wow. History's been made. And uh, many other things. I want to start off with something which is totally seems like it's out of left field. Let me just say this. So there are days you see me wearing a suit. There are days I'm wearing a shirt like this. And people message me, I like the news when you're wearing a suit. First of all, get over yourself. Number one, you've been lied to by more people in suits than you can ever imagine. Every president has lied to you wearing a suit. Every preacher has lied to you wearing a suit. Come on. It's very hot here in Central Florida. And when I finish here, I walk out and I preach in the big pavilion in the middle of summer here in Tampa, Florida. So take a chill while you sit in your nice air-conditioned room drinking your iced tea. It's my news program. I'll wear what I want to. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to throw a little curveball here today. I'm going to start with something that is very important, and it's, it's climate change. And we'll get to the Roe v. Wade later. Let's roll it. All right, so erasing Steinbeck, this is a, a great uh, clip. I want to play it. It's eight minutes, 20 seconds. Let's roll it. Hello, this is Tony Heller from realclimatescience.com. On June 23, 1988, NASA's James Hansen started the global warming scare before Congress. But 10 years later, things weren't going too well for his theory, and he wrote this paper in 1999. Empirical evidence does not lend much support to the notion that the climate is headed precipitately towards more extreme heat and drought. The drought of 1999 covered a smaller area than the 1988 drought when the Mississippi River almost dried up. And the 1988 drought was a temporary inconvenience as compared with the repeated droughts during the 1930s Dust Bowl, which caused an exodus from the prairies as chronicled in Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. 
Hansen published this graph of U.S. temperatures in 1999, showing a sharp decline since the 1930s. Reality didn't suit the agenda of politicians, however, so a few years later, Hansen changed the data from a cooling trend into a warming trend through the end of the 20th century. Altering data to match the needs of politicians like Al Gore became the standard procedure for climate science ever since. During the 1930s, John Steinbeck chronicled the heat and drought, which forced millions of people to move to California. Record high temperatures and a record lack of rain made the Great Plains and much of the Midwest unlivable. But now climate scientists are trying to completely erase the 1930s. Andrew Dessler is one of the press's favorite academics to quote about climate. He tweeted this heat wave graph from the Environmental Protection Agency showing the 1930s as having by far the worst heat waves. And he commented, one of the things you learn as a scientist is the ability to look at a plot and think, that just doesn't look right. That's the feeling I got when I saw this plot that Lomborg is currently pushing. So he doesn't trust the EPA graph and is trying to blame it on Bjorn Lomborg. Here are some similar graphs from the official U.S. government national climate assessment showing the heat waves of the 1930s as being by far the worst in U.S. history. This graph shows what the daily temperature data from NOAA's United States Historical Climatology Network looks like. Afternoon temperatures in the United States were much hotter during the 1920s through the 1950s than they have been over the last 60 years. Also, the percent of hot days above 90 degrees Fahrenheit or 32 degrees Celsius was much higher prior to 60 years ago than it has been in recent years. And the area of the country which reaches 95 degrees Fahrenheit or 35 degrees Celsius has sharply declined since the peak of 1931 and is now down near record lows. 100 years ago, the glaciers in Glacier National Park were melting so quickly that experts predicted they would be gone before 1950. But the glaciers didn't disappear, and over the last 20 years, they've actually been growing. So we know that the United States was much hotter 100 years ago than it has been in recent years. About one half of U.S. states set their all-time temperature record during the 1930s, marked in green here. During the heat wave of July through August 1936, almost every state was over 100 degrees, and eight states were over 120 degrees, including 121 degrees in North Dakota. The press gets hysterical now when Arizona or California get above 120 degrees, but during the 1930s, 120 degree temperatures were common in the Great Plains and Midwest. If that happened now, academics would claim it couldn't possibly have happened at lower levels of CO2, even though it did. Besides the record heat, during July 1934, almost 80% of the U.S. was in drought. Forest fire burn acreage in the United States was about five times higher during the 1930s than it has been in recent years. This was largely because it was extremely hot and extremely dry during the 1930s. The New York Times reported this in great detail in 1938. Forest fires, one every three minutes in 1937, burned 22 million acres. 
The number of fires in 1937 was 18% less than in the previous year, while the burn acreage was only slightly more than half what burned in 1936. And if we look at the corresponding Forest Service graph, we can see that more than 40 million acres burned during 1936 in the U.S. During 1934, 80% of the U.S. was in drought, and there was actually a worldwide drought that same year. Los Angeles Times, December 30th, 1934. Whole world in freak weather year of 1934. Cold heat, drought, and floods set new marks. Unprecedented extremes recorded in every corner of the earth. The chief meteorologist of the U.S. Weather Bureau said worldwide drought is seen likely. Weatherman admits there's something wrong and that no one knows why. England was having their worst drought in a century. During January 1939, Melbourne, Adelaide, and Canberra all set their all-time temperature record. Almost all of the forest area in Victoria burned during January 1939, and this nearly led to the extinction of koalas. In the United States, we've seen a sharp decline in the number of hot days as carbon dioxide levels have increased. This is the exact opposite of what climate scientists are claiming. They say heat waves are becoming more common and intense. Heat waves are more frequent in the U.S. Climate scientists like Andrew Dessler have been repeating the same lies over and over again, and now they've actually come to believe their own nonsense. Dessler is from Texas A&M University and was being funded by the communist Chinese until recently. Hmm. This is exactly what Donald Trump warned about 10 years ago. November 6, 2012. The concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. Dessler and Texas A&M University no longer have their primary communist Chinese funding source, so now he's trying to sell his fraud through books in order to raise money. Goebbels said, if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come Just to wear believe a suit. it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie, and thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Joe Biden can no longer shield the people from the political, economic, and military consequences of his lies. Ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. Biden apparently thinks that starving the poor, impoverishing the middle class, and bringing us to the brink of World War III is very funny. Biden can no longer shield the people from the political, economic, and military consequences of his lie. So it's now vitally important for him to use all of the state's powers to repress dissent. And that's exactly what Joe Biden is trying to do with his Ministry of Truth. Modern academics want to erase the heat and drought of the 1930s, but that won't help the millions of people who suffered through it. Toto's been pulling back the curtain on this scam for the past 14 years. You can visit him, Curie. Very interesting. That's, that website, realclimatescience.com, has all the listing of temperatures for the past couple of hundred years. It exposes the whole myth of global warming. 
as you heard that uh, Greta Thunberg announced, I believe it, at Glastonbury, the big music conference. She told everybody that climate change must be on people's mouths. You hear Joe Biden's on that. Everybody, Kamala Harris is on climate change. Everything now because the failed COVID-19 and the failed vaccines. And so now everything is this new plague, this new pandemic, which is called climate change. It's all a hoax, folks. You heard it here on the weekly news update. Now, I want to thank CTN and uh, all the other networks for carrying the program and uh, excited to share with you the truth on what's actually going on. Stuff you'll never see on mainstream media. You'll see right here. All right, let's get into the clips for today. Come on. All right, so lots of rumors flying around that Pope Francis 85 may, may resign over health issues. No kidding. Uh, I've got some other people that need to resign over health issues, but we won't bring that up here in the program. All right, next. All right, so uh, Matea Murta says, pay attention. The United Nations Global Compact for, for Migration plans to settle 245 million migrants by 2030 in white European countries. Many will go to Canada. The USA pulled out of in December, so they will not be involved. But, of course, our border is open and being flooded right now with millions and millions of army illegals. Next. All right, breaking news. The Israeli government has collapsed here for fifth election in three years. Um, just crazy. I mean, the government's in a total upheaval, going to fifth election in three years. But, you know, anyway. Next. All right, our government has given this country 50 billion and put sanctions on Russia that have made inflation a whole lot worse. In order to defend a democracy, they banned the opposition party and didn't allow journalists to be present in court while ruling was made. So this is the Ukraine permanently banned the opposition party. Ukraine is not a democracy, ladies and gentlemen. You've been lied to. The whole thing is a scam. The Ukraine is a money laundering operation, and I've repeatedly told you this. You either believe it or don't or you sucked into the narrative, and you believe that the polar caps are melting, polar bears are dying, and the penguins have nowhere to go. Next. Oh, look at this. Actors going in to be with Zelensky. First of all, Zelensky is an actor. He's a comedian, and so all the actors flock in there. The whole thing's a photo op to keep the narrative going, keep the problem going, keep the money flowing. It's a joke, and you're not a part of it. Or maybe they're laughing at you behind the scenes. Next. All right, so uh, this is uh, Putin's speech from St. Petersburg at the National Economic Forum. And um, uh, he declares the end of the New World Order, which I'm not going to play that because I don't understand Russian. But anyway, next. All right, VP Harris botches Juneteenth history lesson about 400 years of slavery. You know, Juneteenth wasn't even anything until last year or the year before when they made it a national holiday. But, and now they're trying to say that that's Independence Day. It's got nothing to do with independence, folks, please. Anyway, Republicans flee, freed the slaves from the Democrats. So, you know, that's why the Democrats are still mad today because they can't have slaves. Really, actual fact, they actually do. The whole of America has been enslaved to the Communist parties. And, of course, Republicans are complicit in that as well. Next. Oh, Ted Ross Poverty admits lab leak most likely for the explanation for COVID-19. Really? Well, we already knew that, Ted Ross. Next. 
All right, uh, Mitt Romney's on the wrong side of almost every single issue, and I tweeted, said it's his holy underwear that's causing the problem. Hey, Mitt, uh, lighten up, bro. Next. <clears throat> okay, so Clinton, Biden cares more about helping people than doing well in the polls. <laughs> okay, bring it to me. Like, that, that has to be the comedic line of the week. Biden cares more about helping people than poll numbers. Seriously, you actually believe that? Hey, Bill. Next. Last week, thousands of cattle dropped dead all at the same time in Kansas. Now, a week later, sheep in Idaho. Um, yeah. Now, this is all farmers are being paid to kill their animals and to in turn their crops into the ground, plowed back in. It's all for the up-and-coming food shortage that's been planned, especially by the fall. Next. Okay, something weird's going on in Sweden. There was a massive fire that killed 100,000 chickens a few weeks ago. There was another fire that killed 20,000 chickens. And I've read about loads of fires of food plants in other countries, too. What's going on? Well, that's Peter Sweden asking the question. We all know what's going on. I think there's 100 food processing plants that have burned down. This is all to destroy the food supply and to uh, force people to making decisions based on their belly. So if you, if you comply, we feed you. If you don't comply, you don't get food. Seriously. Next. All right, so Night of Rage, flyers spotted in D.C. ahead of Roe v. Wade decision. A D.C. call to action, Night of Rage. A night, SCOTUS overturned Roe v. Wade, hit the streets. You said you'd riot. Yeah, bring it to me. Amazing how the Night of Rage actually turned out to a night of, I think it was D.C. and Los Angeles. And there's a couple of women screaming in Dallas but really everything was quiet so they can't even pay people to riot anymore people are done people see through all this nonsense next the senators expect to sign bill making all religious services essential thank you governor apparently he signed it appreciate that next uh this is <laughs> trump adamas let's roll this clip before I took office, there was a lot of folks out there, a lot of folks out there making some pretty bold predictions about how things would turn out. You might remember some of the predictions. They're coming for your guns, they're coming for your jobs, and they're coming for your freedom. They hate American energy, and Joe Biden will shut it all down. He's going to. Uh, that if, if I became president. If Biden's elected, he will wipe out your energy industry. Another prediction. That is my favorite one, I must add, is that if I got elected... Gas prices going five, six, seven dollars for a gallon. <laughs> flood your communities with criminal aliens, drugs and crime, while they live behind beautiful gated compounds. <laughs> they try to take away your guns, Second Amendment, they want to take it away. Well, they enjoy private security that's fully armed. I never understood that one. You spent trillions of dollars rebuilding foreign nations, fighting foreign wars, and defending foreign borders. So for all those predictions of doom and gloom six months in, here's where we stand. Do you want to use the word recession or depression? Think of the single mom 
struggling to put food on the table each month. You know, it's, uh, it's sad. So if your primary concern right now is inflation. We could stop it in 30 minutes. When I took office. He finally went outside. He went to get an ice cream. Look, the bottom line is this. I say you're not doing a very good job. Because he can't take any questions now from the press. Trump Adamus. He predicted it, and it came to pass. Salute, 45. Next. All right, uh, we need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. Roll this. Kept, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there, and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Yeah. So really the new pandemic, of course, monkeypox. Apparently, I think they're changing it now to King Kong pox because it sounds really bad if it's King Kong pox. Monkey, maybe not, but King Kong. But this whole climate change, you, you watch what I'm saying to you right now over the next three, four, five, six, seven weeks, everything is switching towards climate. And that's the new pandemic. That's what they want to prepare for because we have to protect everybody from this terrible climate pandemic. Next. All right, so uh, look at this, a linebacker dead at 26. But all this is natural, folks, just natural people dying of natural causes. I may see so many sports people dropping dead. Next. Breaking Supreme Court is Rule 6-3 to reverse Roe v. Wade in Dobbs versus Jackson World Health Organization. Come right back to me. Okay, Roe v. Wade reversed, ladies and gentlemen. Who could even believe it under the current climate with a Congress that's messed up, a Senate that's messed up, and even a Supreme Court that's messed up, Roe v. Wade now has been sent to the states, which everybody, all the only places that are rioting are the places where you, <laughs> where you can get a legal abortion. Every place, every place, I mean, you've got the mayor of New York telling everybody, you can come kill your babies here. And remember, I thought there were 57 genders. Suddenly now there's only two. It took Roe v. Wade being reversed to find out that we only got two genders because all the males are upset because they can't have an abortion. It's impossible for a male to get pregnant. Which you should know that by now. Next. All right, AOC calls for insurrection after the Supreme Court shreds Roe v. Wade in a historic decision. Roll this, AOC.
And of course, many of those women are threatening not to have sex anymore, which I think will do the world a favor. Okay, next. All right, Disney, J.P. Morgan, Meta, and uh, Netflix are among the firms announcing they cover abortion expenses of the employees. Basically, they're doing that because it's better to pay for abortion than to pay for maternity leave. So um, it's a little bit to do with the purse, you know. Obviously, they'd rather people just go and flush the baby than give them time to go and have a child. Next. All right, so uh, Justin Trudeau, no government politician or man should tell a woman what she can do or cannot do with her body. I want women in Canada to know that we will all stand up for your right to choose. But Paul Joseph wants to send you literally did this with the vaccines, you idiot. Justin Trudeau, idioto. Next. Biden, keep all the protests, <laughs> protests peaceful, peaceful, peaceful. Uh, yeah, right. Come on. I don't even want to play it because I need to I lose some brain cells just playing this. Next. All right. So, yeah, uh, says we're currently uh, they are being held hostages inside the Senate building. I believe this took place in Arizona. So pro-abortion protesters surrounded the Capitol in attempt to attempted insurrection and began pounding on the windows. Law enforcement has used tear gas to disperse the crowd. These are the real problems, not the January the 6th. Uh, debacle that they keep pushing. Next. All right. Uh, abortion activists are handing out personal addresses of Justice Clarence Thomas home to threaten Supreme Court justices. Of course, Biden White House endorsed, pro endorsed protests at the homes of the justices. Next. Greta Thunberg demands everyone talk about the climate crisis everywhere. Mm, yeah, the world is heating up. Next. Why are we still sending money to the Ukraine? Seriously? Next. Overturning Roe is not banning abortion. It's giving it back to the states, like it was before Roe was wrongly decided. If you don't like the laws where you live, engage in the democratic process. Next. Play this. What's important is bodily autonomy, the same right men have always had. We just want equal rights, the right to govern our own bodies, just like men have always had. It's that simple. Do you support the right for people to not get the COVID vaccine? It's irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> right? My body, my choice. You're right. It's not irrelevant. Yeah, but one saves lives. Right. It's one not irrelevant. Choice. One of them is going to be in a pandemic state, right? A state of emergency, which we all know laws change during a state of emergency. Do you agree with the, the statement or the, the principle of my body, my choice? Yes, absolutely. Bodily autonomy is a human right. Healthcare is a human right. Um, access to healthcare should be, not be something that is dictated by the Supreme Court. During the pandemic, did you support people's right to not get the COVID vaccine? It's a difficult conversation. Do you support bodily autonomy in other situations? For example, the COVID vaccine mandates. The, the vaccine mandates, we've been mandated to get vaccines for years and years and years. So you do support in that situation people not having control of their bodies? That's not, that's not having not control of your bodies. Like, I don't understand. Okay, bring it back to me. I mean, that's very, very funny clip and shows you 
don't even know what they're talking about. That's why people need Jesus. That's why we're preaching the gospel. We're hitting everything that we can from the highways to the byways. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior today, why don't you do that today? Just pray this after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Thank you that you died on the cross for me and you shed your blood for me. Today, I give you my heart and I receive you as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, I want to send you a book. It's going to help you. The address is on the screen. Thanks for watching. Join us at the River Tampa Bay every Sunday morning, 930, the main event. We love you.